Blog Talk Radio. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. time again. I hope you're with me. If you are, if you realize it was daylight savings time and it's spring ahead, you are with me. I am JT, A.K. The Master. This is The Master Plan, and this is what we're going to do. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The number to call in is 347-637-3220. I say that again. It's 1-347-637-3220 is the place to be if you want to talk to JT, the master, and that, quite naturally, would be me. Got a great show in store for you today. Again, we're going to be talking about football. No more, No politics today. No politics today. We're going to be talking about some football. As people know that are football fans, their favorite teams, all 32 of them, the new football year started uh, the 8th of, excuse me, the 9th of March. Uh, the negotiations pretty much started before, quite nationally before that. And we had some trading. We had some um some um, some crazy trading, and we also had some um, free agent signings. We're going to go through a few of them, talk about a few of them. Uh, we did so on Thursday night. If you listen to the uh, uh, um, the FSP Crew Show, which airs on Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, each and every Thursday, Jeff and I, who are who make up the crew, hold it down on um, on, on that night. And then um, the FSP, even though it didn't air last night, it airs on Saturday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, Vic, as you know, is the uh, host. I am the co-host. But we're talking about this on the master plan. NFL free agency. Live and kicking now. Um, And let me just run down to you. Some signings that took place that are significant. Uh, I'll say this. I'll say this. Okay. Um, some, some, some some surprising ones. Some not so surprising ones. Um, but let's 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 run it like this. I'll I'll go with the I'll start with the tight ends, and it's amazing how the rich get richer. Dwayne Allen gets traded to uh, the New England Patriots because uh, because Martellus was a free agent, and I'll get to him in a minute. He gets traded to the uh, from the Indianapolis Colts, excuse me, Indianapolis Colts to the New England Patriots along with a Gronk. Wow, that's all I can tell you is wow. Then we have, because Mar- Martellus Bennett is no longer a, a, a uh, New England Patriot, he won his Super Bowl, and then he goes to another Super Bowl winning quarterback in Green Bay. Martellus Bennett signs with the Green Bay Packers along with Lance Kendricks. Two very athletic tight ends for Alex uh, um, for Aaron Rodgers to play with. Wow. Like I said, talking about the rich getting richer, that's unbelievable. Uh, 
Let me uh, let me see what else. Who, what else? I just like I said, I'm starting with the tight ends. Now, the minor thing is that Julius Thomas, who's not one of my favorite tight ends because he's he, he he's strictly a receiving tight end, and uh, Jackson, Jacksonville didn't want him because he was pretty much hot garbage. For one, he couldn't stay healthy. For another, he, like I said, in, in uh, Doug Marone, or I mean Gus Bradley, who was the uh, head coach, the defensive-minded head coach, wants to run the football. So what's that tell you? He needs a tight end that can do both, catch it and block. Julius Thomas is not that guy. So Miami's going to have to deal with Julius Thomas because Jordan Cameron and Deion Sims are no longer on the roster. And um, so they needed someone to go to, uh, to, to, and to catch the football from Ryan Tannehill. So Julian Thomas, um, Miami Dolphins now. Good luck with that, Miami. Uh, I'm not a big Julius Thomas fan. His one breakout, breakout year was with the, the – um, when he could stay on the field was when Peyton Manning and the Denver Broncos had him. Um, and he could be hidden behind two very good wide receivers in Manuel Sanders and Eric Decker. I think it was Eric Decker at the time. And, and uh, Demetrius Thomas. We'll see how, how well Julius Thomas – Fairs, uh, once he goes to Miami, if he's going to be using Adam uh, uh, Gacy's offense. So let's go to the wide receivers. And we'll start with Buffalo, who lost Marquise Goodwin and Robert Woods. Carolina picked up Russell Shepard and, and she resigned Charles Johnson. Got, uh, got, got rid of what he left. Ted Ginn. Marcus Sweeten, who used to be with the Green Bay Pack, I mean, used to be with the Pittsburgh Steelers, is now with the uh, Chicago um, Bears. Alshon Jeffrey and uh, Kendall Wright are gone. No, that's not right. Um, Alshon Jeffrey's gone. Let me put it that way. Uh, Andrew Hawkins and Terrell Pryor left the Cleveland Browns. Now Kenny Britt is with the Cleveland Browns. Um, Robert Woods signed with the Los Angeles uh, Rams. And like I said, Kenny Britt, who left the Rams, went to the Cleveland Browns. Ted Ginn is now a member of the New Orleans Saints because the fact is Brandon Cooks got traded to the to the New England Patriots. You believe that? People, you believe that. Now, we don't know how Brandon Cooks is going to fare in New England. Well, the simple fact is that this is on grass, it's outside, and it's in the cold weather. And Brandon Cooks' numbers are not that good with those factors in mind. Outside, on the grass, and in cold weather. So we'll see how effective Brandon Cooks can be with the exact opposite conditions that he used to play with when he played with New Orleans, inside on the turf with a um, no, no weather to deal with. His numbers were different when he fared, um, uh, when, he, when he played outside and on grass. Brandon Marshall just moved uh from the blue from green uh from the green and white to the blue the big blue which is the uh, green bay uh, it's green bay i keep on saying green bay with the uh new york giants which is a very good move uh in reality and in um fantasy in my opinion uh alshon jeffrey and tory smith tory smith who got released from who's a free agent from and released from um uh the uh 49ers and Alshon Jeffrey, who is a free agent from the uh, Chicago Bears, went to Philadelphia. Uh, Marquise and Pierre Garçon signed with the San Francisco 49ers. Deshaun Jackson signs with the 
Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's going to be showtime there. Until well prior, one of one wide receiver that took the place of Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon, who left the Washington Redskins. A lot of dysfunction going on in Washington. A lot of dysfunction going on in Washington. That was the wide receivers. Let's talk about the running backs because there's a lot of running backs that are still out there, and very few of them, especially the name ones, and I'll get to that, have been signed. In Baltimore, Danny Woodhead coming off an ACL uh, with a free agent, uh, left the Los Angeles Chargers, and now he's with the, uh, the Baltimore Ravens. I don't know how effective Danny Woodhead's going to be. He's 30-something. Excuse me. And he's coming off an ACL. Mike Tolbert and Patrick DeMarco uh, signed with the uh, Mike Tolbert leaving um, the Carolina Panthers and signing with the Buffalo Bills. Two, that's two fullbacks. Two fullbacks are going to compete, in my opinion, for uh, blocking privileges for uh, LeSean McCoy. Only going to uh, help LeSean McCoy that much more. Mike Tolbert is a very good player. He can block. He can also run the football. Uh, it just does a little pass catching, but his main thing is his main job is a fullback, blocking and and and, and um, running the football when he's called upon. Uh, C.J. Spiller signed with the Kansas City Chiefs. Jamal Charles is gone. We're going to talk about him in a minute. Um, and uh, that's the, all the signings. And I and Mike Kusick. Uh, I'm trying to think where he signed with um, 49ers, if I'm not mistaken. The full, another fullback. He signed with the uh, 49ers. He left the Ravens and signed with the 49ers. All right. Let's go with the quarterbacks that we know right now. Glennon, who was the backup in, to Jameis Winston in Tampa Bay, was a free agent. And he signed with the Chicago Bears, who released Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler's still sitting out there. Cleveland Browns. Now, this is a big one here. The Cleveland Browns traded traded their number four pick, and they picked up Brock Osweiler and, 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 and his contract and got a two for next year and a six, if I'm not mistaken, this year for Brock Osweiler. Relieves the Houston Texans of – uh, that big contract takes ten million, uh, ten, ten million off the uh, off the books. So they have ten million more on, on, uh, on the cap. Josh McGowan and Robert Griffin III go, both got released. Both got released. And Brock Osweiler is the quarterback be, besides Cody Kessler on the Cleveland Browns. But. Word is that the Cleveland Browns are trying to shop for uh, Brock Osweiler for a third-round pick. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. Brian Hoare um, signs with the San Francisco 49ers. The quarterback deficient San Francisco 49ers, uh, quite naturally, um, they had no quarterback because the last quarterback they had, Colin Kaepernick, um, they uh, uh, didn't pick up his option, and the option didn't get picked up one way or the other. And so Brian Hoyer is, as we speak right now, the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. All right. Like I said, Some players haven't got picked up yet. Some guys haven't get picked up yet. All right? And I'm going to talk about it because the, most of the movement has been with quarterbacks, wide receivers, and we could talk about the linemen if you want. Uh, and, and there's some, some, probably some big signings. Um, Denver's done a, little, done a few things to shore up their offensive line. So has uh, Cleveland to really uh, uh, shore up their offensive line. I think they had three pickups, three major, really, center and, and uh, a guard and a tackle. And, and um, th- in that Hugh Jackson offense, I can tell you right now, I, and if you've listened to me in the, 
uh, in the past. You know I'm a huge Hugh Jackson fan. I think he's a very good offensive-minded uh, coach, uh, very creative in the way he uses his pieces as in quarterback, wide receivers, tight end, and quite naturally he's running backs. Hugh's main thing, he'd like to run the football and then play action from there. But he, he, he wants an effective running game. Now, he's got on paper that they, the moves that they've gotten since they have the most cap space in all the NFL, I'm talking about the Cleveland Browns, that he's, he's, he's uh, uh, shored up his offensive line with the acquisitions and free agency that, that he's um, uh, either free agency or re-upping um, offensive linemen to have a solid offensive line for whoever is the quarterback. And I got to believe they're trying to make some moves. Trying to, like I said, they're trying to get rid of Osweiler because uh, uh, they want to uh, either get a veteran quarterback or, or, or a quarterback, a backup quarterback with uh, on someone else's team that's got starter potential. And I think there's a few of them. And two of them come to the, right to my mind before I go any further. Two, two quarterbacks. Now, both of them you have to trade for because both of them are not free agents. But two quarterbacks that I think right off the top of my head that I think can do a very good job uh, under the tutelage of Hugh Jackson to run an offense on a professional level to be a starting quarterbacks. One of them, and, I, and I'll say these in order, and, and I say, I, let me put it this way. In my opinion, it's 1A and 1B, because I think these guys, believe it or not, are very close, very, very close. And one is really not being talked about that much as we speak. But I, I, from what I've seen, and, and from what I've seen when he was in college, and I pumped him up when he was in college, coming to the pros in his draft, and and, uh, and then what I've seen when he was called upon to play in regular season and also in the playoff game, under if I'm not mistaken, under Hugh Jackson, if I'm not mistaken, whether it was or not, yeah, I think it was under Hugh. I think this kid could play. I think he's very he, he's, he's under circumstances. He he played in in high pressure situations and he won a national championship. But I'm calling one A and one B because I think. They're extremely close. Extremely close. I'm talking about Jimmy Garoppolo from the New England Patriots, who say who who people have said, including the Patriots, he's not leaving because Tom Brady's forty years old forty years old and they don't have an ample backup. And they think they think pretty highly of Jimmy Garoppolo. And AJ McCarron. Yes, I said AJ McCarron. Now you heard me before talk about A.J. McCarron if you've been listening to my program with any, any regularity, either on this program or the other two programs, the FSP Cruise Show or the uh, FSP Show, that I, I really like A.J. McCarron. And if you watched A.J. McCarron perform when Andy Dalton got hurt, he did a very good job in a regular season, and, and it, it did a good job um, in the – Playoff game that he played. I think that's the that's the meltdown game that uh, Cincinnati had, not last season season before that they had the game one and they, and they uh, the defensive players um, lost their mind and uh, lost the game. So those two guys, I think, should be highly sought after including my Houston Texans. Now, I understand that there's a big difference uh, in t- from Jimmy Garoppolo, A.J. McCarron, and then Tony Romo. Tony Romo's the older of the, all, all, all those guys and the most fragile out of all those guys. And he's more accomplished than all those guys. Even though Garoppolo had won um, Super Bowls as a backup, not seeing the field as a backup, um, and Tony Romo has a lot of good regular season statistics. 
But don't, those three guys are still on the payroll of their respective teams. I know, and it really makes no sense, and it's just prolonging the inevitable, that the Cowboys have designated Dak Prescott as their future quarterback going forward. That means Tony Romo is no longer desired by the team to be looking over Dak Prescott's shoulder or, or, uh, or Dak Prescott looking over his shoulder at Tony Romo. Well known that Tony Romo is not long for the Dallas Cowboys. But the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones and whoever else has got Jerry Jones's ear first said they were going to release Tony Romo. At the witching hour, at the 12th hour, the umpteenth hour, they decided, wait a minute, hold on, hold on. We're not going to release him. We're going to hold on to him because we think we can get something for him. We're going to trade him. And there's only a certain amount of teams or certain teams that are going to look for Tony or, or, or compete for Tony Romer's services. Whether he's on the roster for a trade or not. Two of those teams, Denver and Houston, likely landing spots, which would be ideal because they need a quarterback, um, one more than another, have said, we're not trading. We, don't, we are not going to give up anything for Tony Romo because you know why? Because we know you're not, you don't want to keep Tony Romo. We know that Tony Romo does not desire to be on your team anymore, so why should we w- trade with you when we think eventually, like you had originally said, you were going to release Tony Romo, let him go to a certain to wherever he wanted to go. Now, supposedly, Jerry Jones and Tony Romo has, has a quote end quote list that's agreed upon. Not, and he really can't do this, but agreed upon that Tony Romo would not go to. And I, you would think that it's all all the other three teams that are in the NFC East for one. I got to believe that. Jerry Jones and his ego wouldn't want Jerry Jones and the organization wouldn't want Tony Romo to go to the Houston Texans and be successful. Um, but I, I, something tells me, and and no one's saying it, but something tells me that's probably on the list too. Quotation marks in-state rival rival as the Houston Texans. But the ideal spot, I know I'm a Houston Texans fan, fans, and I know I may be going this too long, but I'm, I'm, it's my show, and I'm going to, I'm, this is how I'm going to roll. The ideal spot, the absolute ideal spot, 40-minute plane ride, four-hour drive, still in the same state. Your wife is expecting their third child. And you just, from, from what I'm gathering, you just built a new house or built a new house. And it's just a small geographical move rather than move away from a play way in Denver and live in, in Texas with a better offensive line, even Denver is making uh inroads into getting better on the offensive line with a better running back, very good wide receivers. I would give, I would have to give the wide receivers to the Denver Broncos, but there's a lot of upside Braxton Miller and uh, Will Fuller. DeAndre Hopkins, you know what he can do if he has a decent quarterback. Very good tight ends. 
and uh, like I said, offensive lines and and the defense. Now, I would think the defense, as good as it was without JJ Watt last year, JJ Watt a fully healthy JJ Watt this year, it's going to be even better. Rated number one defense. Denver's defense is no slouch, but along with Houston, they lost some pieces of their defense, but Houston still has their defensive coordinator. Denver doesn't. That makes a difference. Wade is not with the Denver Broncos anymore. He's in with the uh, Los Angeles Rams. Makes a difference. Coaching makes a difference, especially on an innovative defensive coordinator like Wade Phillips. I like my chances of getting Tony Romo. Not if he gets released, when he gets released. I like my chances. Like I said, three running backs that have been signed, really, um, of of note. C.J. Spiller to the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, have the mighty F on. $980 for one year. C.J. Spiller. Jacquez Rogers. Two years, $3.3 million. Danny Woodhead hasn't been published yet. Um, I said uh, Brian Horry got signed for two years for $12 million. Mike Glennon got signed for three years for $45 million. Uh, Hoyer gets $6 million a year. Glennon gets $15 million a year. Still some guys out there that, that can get picked up. None have yet, other than... Hoyer and Glennon. Kaepernick, Cutler, and Fitzpatrick are still sitting out there. Running backs, Adrian Peterson, Chris Johnson, Christian Michael, Darren McFadden, D'Angelo Williams, Eddie Lacy, Jamal Charles, James Starks, Justin Forsett, Latavius Murray, LeGarrette Blunt, Rashard Jennings, Reggie Bush, and Ronnie Hillman. Still sitting out there. Haven't gotten picked up. Now, Adrian Peterson, Latavius Murray, and um, Jamal Charles, and Elisi are all taking visits to various teams. None have been picked up yet. A slow market for older running backs, even Adrian Peterson and Jamal Charles. Now, the youngest of those is um, Latavius Murray at 26 along with Eddie Lacy and Christian Michael. Eddie Lacy may sign back with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Latavius Murray, I mean, he had 1,000 yards last year. And he had uh, uh, 12 touchdowns last year. You would think someone would, would grab Latavius Murray. And uh, try to make the best of it. But, like I said, it's a slow market for veteran running backs this year. Because, and I've said this last week, and I'll say again this week, the market for coming in on a skill level of running back, wide receiver, tight end, is plentiful. If you watched the combine last week, on Friday you had the running backs. On uh, Saturday you had the tight ends and wide receivers. There is a lot of – I said it before, before the combine, and I'll say it after the combine. There's a lot of talent coming into the NFL that are going to light it up. A lot of speed. DBs last year – were laughing at the wide receivers class because it, they, it was a slow class. Didn't see that this year. In fact, it's back to the exact opposite. They were praising the wide receivers, how, how fast they were, especially John Ross. 4.22. Somebody's going to be very happy when he can run routes, he can run routes, catch the football, and he's got speed to burn. 
get the ball in his hands. He's a home run waiting to happen. That's just one of them. My, my, my one of my guys I like from East Carolina. I happen to be an East Carolina fan. Going back to um, um, uh, Jeff Blake. For those who don't know who Jeff Blake is, Jeff Blake was a East Carolina quarterback who, when I was a Jet fan, got drafted by the Jets or landed on the Jets. Um, I, and ever since Jeff Blake came, uh, I've been an East Carolina uh, fan. And I've been patient because there's not too many of them that came out of East Carolina that, that, uh, to, to write home about. Zay Jones is one of those guys to write home about. A wide receiver coming out this year. Uh, ran a 4-4-6, 4-4-7, somewhere around there. Uh, very good route runner. Uh, very good uh, catcher of the ball. Uh, in most uh, uh, lists, he's rated number five on the wide receivers coming out. Uh, I think he's a sleeper. I think uh, he's going to uh, um, uh, make someone very happy, whoever's team he gets drafted on. But let me get back to what, I'm, what I was talking about. Like I said, running backs, older running backs that are in the league now, because they can get running backs cheaper that are coming into the league this year because of the amount of running backs, the good running backs coming in. These older running backs like Adrian Peterson and the other ones I talked about, especially the name ones like Peterson, like uh, uh, um, uh, I I wouldn't put Eddie Lacy on the same level as Adrian Peterson, but he's a name. Uh, Eddie Lacy, uh, Jamal Charles, uh, uh, Latavius Murray. I think those four guys really stand out above all the other ones, but they haven't got signed up yet. So what's that telling you? Teams are saying, we're going to wait. We're going to wait them out, see if we can cheap them out. And then would maybe may take a chance. But these guys, except for maybe the late Tavius Murray, are not going to be the main dog, in my opinion. Maybe Eddie Lacy will too. But but Adrian Peterson, Jamal Charles, the main dog. Um, I mean, I'm not say main dog. I'm talking about the main, uh, the bell cow days for those guys. I think is over. I think they, they are going to have to take a secondary role. I really believe that. Let's move on to the wide receivers. And like you say, it's a passing league, and these wide receivers have capitalized on it. Sean Jeffrey, like I said, it's a prove-me deal. $14 million for one year with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Brandon Marshall, he already said he's the number two. So Odell, um, you 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 the main man, and I'll be happy up happy to pick up the scraps. So he took a two year deal worth twelve million. Brandon has made his money, whether it was on the field or off the field. Brandon has made his money. So six million dollars a year for two years, he still can do it. Six years over a uh, hundred catches. That's Brandon Marshall. Six years over 100 catches. Deshaun Jackson went to Tampa Bay. Like I said before, three years, $35 million. So he's getting about uh, $12 million, a little less than $12 million a year. Not bad. Playing with uh, Mike Evans, um, Cameron Brait, Jameis Wilson tossing the pill. Kendall Wright. Uh, his market was, was small, but he went over to uh, uh, Chicago, where Mike Glennon is, and, uh, and uh, uh, one year, four million. Kenny Britt. Cleveland had money to spend, and they spent it on Kenny Britt. Four years, $32.5 million, eight million, a little more than $8 million a year. Marcus Wheaton, like I said, a two, he got a two-year deal. Don't know what the numbers are. He went to Chicago from uh, Pittsburgh. Marquise Goodwin, Goodwin, Buffalo lost two wide receivers, Robert Woods, who went to San Francisco, and uh, excuse me, who went to uh, Los Angeles Rams, and uh, uh, Marcus Goodwin, Goodwin, who went to San Francisco. I'm sorry. Two years, eight million dollars. Got him on. That's pretty, that's on the cheap. I mean, he's not a name. 
but he was he was a decent wide receiver. Got a lot of speed. Uh, uh, teaming up with um, uh, Pierre Gosson. Uh Brian Horde's got some guys to throw to, some veteran wide receivers to throw to. And like I said, Pierre Gosson, five years, $47.5 million, goes to San Francisco. Robert Woods, like I said before, went from Buffalo to L.A., five years, $39 million. So he gets about uh, $8 million, uh, a little less than $8 million a year. Uh, Terrell Pryor went to Washington one year, and I imagine he's, he's, he'll be out of there uh, once um, Kurt uh, Cousins is out of there. Um, sign his, his one year, his, his tender. So he's going one more year, and he, he's history. I can tell you right now, Kirk Cousins, the, the dysfunction that's taking place in Washington, Kirk Cousins uh, will play out his contract, his, 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 his uh, deal this year, and he's, he'll be gone. Probably to San Francisco. We'll see. Then Torrey Smith, um, three years, $15 million goes to Philadelphia also. I like to think, sorry for the delay, I like to think Excuse me, wait a minute for a minute. <laughs> uh, sorry. I like to think that going to be some more some surprise moves around. Don't know yet. Um, like I said, Adrian Peterson, Jamal Charles, wherever they go, that's their last stop. They're they're on the on the downside of their career. Adrian Peterson is going to be thirty two. <clears throat> Or 32. Jamal Charles is in that 30 range too. 30 year old range. And uh, I have to think that. Um, but who made the biggest move or the best move for their team so far? Who made the best move for their team so far? And I'm just talking about skill players. Skill players. Is it Brandon Cooks going to New England? Is it the Martellus Bennett going to the Packers? Is it the, I should say, the combination of Brandon Cooks and Dwayne Allen going to um, New England? Is it the San Francisco 49 is picking up some decent wide receivers in Marquise Goodwin and Pierre Garçon. They're not named guys, but guys can get the job done. Is it Deshaun Jackson going to Tampa Bay? Glennon going to Chicago? Brock Osweiler getting traded for picks and money. Uh, or, uh, not picks. And, yeah, picks. Basically picks. To Cleveland. I'm looking over the landscape. Of all these picks. Of all these picks. Not picks, but the transactions or, or, or player movement. And you know what I'm liking? It's a wait and see for me for Brandon Cooks because he doesn't play, like I said, he doesn't play as well on grass on the outside, and now he's got to play eight games and, and a few of those, at least four games of those in the cold. I would say about four games in the cold in New England. He's in Northeast, so he's got to play Buffalo, he's got to play the Jets, and he's got to play um, Miami Dolphins. And the only ones that in, in, in warm weather is the Miami Dolphins. So he's got to play multiple games, whether it's home or away, in the cold weather. 
on the grass, outside, where he doesn't perform as well as if he was in ideal conditions on, on turf inside with no weather-related uh, issues. So I can't say Brandon Cooks. I do like Brandon Marshall's move a little bit. Uh, I think it's going to improve the uh, overall offense of um, New York Giants. I'm looking over the landscape of the skill players so far that that's that's gone to different teams. And I got to believe this. I think the guy that's going to improve their offense the most in it the moves that t- took place is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa play Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <clears throat> Sean Jackson, who's thirtieth plus, uh, can still burn. Scares DBs to death when it, when they line up in front of him. And I gotta believe that as long as Sean Jackson is healthy, he's going to make a huge impact on that offense. And I, that's who I like the most. Out of all these transactions, all these transactions, you got Jameis Winston, who likes to throw the ball downfield to a burner like Deshaun Jackson on the other side of Mike Evans. Those two weapons, Mike Evans and Deshaun Jackson, DBs are going to have nightmares before each game. To being able to, defensive coordinators are going to be pulling their hair out how to guard these guys. Mike Evans warrants double coverage. Speed, and I always said it, speed kills. Speed kills. And you got a burner on the other side who averaged the most yardage per catch than anyone in the NFL last year. And he's supposed to do some kickoff returns. Or punt returns, whatever. Which he did effectively when he was in Philly. Not so much as in, in um, Washington, but it did effectively, Giant fans, you remember that, when he was in Philly. So I got to believe the guy that I see right now on paper, right now as we speak, that's going to have the biggest impact on our offense skill player, not talking about offensive linemen or, 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 or the like, is Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson. Wide receiver-wise. Deshaun Jackson. James Winston is taking his chops. Mike Evans is saying, yeah, got a guy that is going to kill people on, on the other side if you double me. And don't sleep on Cameron Brait in the middle. That's going to be a get a good running back. Either bring back Doug Martin. He got Jazz Chris Rogers, who's a uh, uh, Swiss knife, Swiss Army knife. He can catch the football. He can block a little bit, and he definitely can run the football. But he's up there a little bit. Gage. Got the draft. Look at this in quality running backs. Got the draft. I like Deshaun Jackson in that position. I really do. <laughs> Followed by oof, wide receivers. Let me look at these wide receivers. Robert Woods. Martellus Bennett. Martellus Bennett going to the Packers, <clears throat> along with Lance Kendricks. Um, I think Martellus Bennett, believe it or not, that's a huge, huge pickup. Huge pickup. Richard Rodgers? I don't know, man. 
I don't know how 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 long you're going to be there. Don't know how long you're going to be there. Do not know how long you're going to be there. They pick up Martellus Bennett and, and, and Lance Kendricks. I I can't see them holding on to four uh, tight ends. Somebody somebody's got to go. Not, no four tight ends. Can't see that. All right, people. It's that time. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, uh, cut this party short. Uh, I appreciate you uh, listening to me rant off for the few times that the small times that I did. Um, we'll see what happens in, in within the next week or so. Whether Tony Romo gets released, Adrian Peterson, or any of those other running backs get picked up. Um, I mean, you got OTAs, so I imagine that I think near the end of end of this month it's coming up. <coughs> so I imagine that that uh, uh, if these eight free agents don't get picked up soon, it may be their time. There's even talk that Tony Romo may be thinking about retiring rather than go to another team and deal with another playbook and coaching staff. I can't believe that. I think he still he wants to prove that he still has something left and not leave on a note of being a backup and injured with one brief little stint that he had last year near the end of the year of getting into a game. But it would be interesting to see what uh, these running backs. Now, you, you've seen defense, you've seen offensive linemen, you've seen wide receivers, quarterbacks, and tight ends move. But very little movement with name running backs. But name running backs. Interesting to see what's going to happen with, with those. The days of them being... Fantasy relevant, maybe gone, depending on where they go. But only time will tell. This is March. First games don't start until September. That's about six or seven months from now. So we'll wait and see. Time flies. You got OTAs. Uh, off-season programs, um, mini camps. Uh, you got the draft, nice low before the training camp starts, and then a regular season. A lot can happen. Players getting hurt. There's already one one guy that uh, um, Jones, a, 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 a cornerback from I think Washington University, who got uh, hurt. It's Achilles. Uh, he's a projected one, first round. Uh, somewhere in the first round draft pick. Um, now he definitely won't get picked in the first round. He's got he's dealing with Achilles, and he's more than likely he's out for the rest of the year. Uh, but we'll wait and see. A lot of a lot of work done, a lot, a lot of work to be done, I should say, and a lot of work has been done. Teams like the Cleveland Browns, who've got the most uh, draft draft uh, um, cap space, not draft cap space, followed by the San Francisco 49ers, followed by the um, Jacksonville Jaguars. New England, believe it or not, has a lot of cap space, too. They're up near the top five, ten. They're within the top ten, let me put it that way. I don't know exactly where they're at. The top three, I do know. That's uh, uh, Cleveland, San Francisco, and Jacksonville. So we'll wait and see what happens. And I'll be here every Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, talking about that and other other uh, things in sports. Trying to give you my spin on my opinion on how I feel about those things. All you have to do is call in 
I'm here uh, on 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on a Sunday morning, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, Thursday evening, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on a Saturday afternoon. FSP cruise shows, 8 p.m. Thursday night. Master plan is on 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on a Sunday morning. And the FSP show is 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on a Saturday afternoon. You want to join the conversation? Always on all three of those shows, the number to call in is 1-347-637-3220. We welcome your opinion, your comments, any kind of statements you want to make. We, all, we always keep it, try to keep it as civil as possible. Well, that's how we roll. We love talking sports, especially uh, myself. I love talking sports. Love talking about the NFL, the main sport that I love to uh, watch and, and are passionate about. And I also um, love playing fantasy, fantasy football. Have been for years. Not bad at it, if I do say so myself. So until next time, keep it real, keep it classy, and keep listening. I am JT, a.k.a. The Master. This is The Master Plan. And we'll see you next week. So what you know about sex?